Welcome to the Darren Yates Mindset and Mayhem podcast. This audio podcast is focused more toward mindset. Check out the Darren Yates Mindset and Mayhem YouTube channel for more of the mayhem. You guys, welcome to the Darren Yates Mindset and Mayhem podcast. My audio thing I'm doing here, I have kind of a new idea where I bring on just people grinding, people doing their thing. I've been wanting to talk to this guy for for a while now. I'm excited to chop it up with him about the business, what he's doing. Mr. Anthony Rogers live on the show. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Hey, how you doing? Awesome. Thank you again, my friend. I appreciate this. Dude, yeah, no, likewise. I've been watching you from afar. I think we've met briefly in the past years ago. Were you on my show when I was on the radio? Yeah, yeah, I was on your AM station a couple of Yeah, like you you sure. came on that show. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Okay, right on, dude. How about a beer? It's been so long, and I miss doing radio, but... That had me at least 10 years ago at this point, right? Like, that, that was that was a while ago. Yeah, it was, 20, what, 2014? That was yeah. in my 20s, and uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm old now. Yeah, no, I remember that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I, I have always known you to be a grinder, and like I said, man, I've watched you from afar. I, I just... I dig, I dig the grind, man. I dig what you're doing. And I guess I, I first want to ask you about the, uh, the comedy thing. I know you've, you've been a comedian for, for how many years now? And, and what, what got you into comedy? Because to get up on stage like that, man, that seems like, like, like playing music, it's, it's loud. You got other guys with you. But comedy, that seems like kind of a crazy solo naked place to be or whatever. He's pulling his cock out. I mean, I think it's the easiest job ever. I think like, really, uh, I think other people with like day jobs have like harder jobs. You know what I mean? I think like, I think talking yeah. into a microphone for like 30 minutes. So yeah, you so, so the, the day jobs are harder than getting up on stage as a, as a comic. This house is a fucking prison in the galaxy of this sucks camel dicks. I think so. Yeah, no, I think like my job is pretty easy. Like I'd probably have like the easiest job ever, honestly. Like, <laughs> so you've grinded enough to make it your job. Yeah, basically. Nice. And I know you have the, the Anthony Rogers show. I know you you got some. You're building a very cool big audience on YouTube. Thanks, man. What would you? You're an entertainer. Is that what you call yourself, or do you call yourself comedian? Or what would you... I don't know. It just depends on what I'm doing, you know. Like I just feel like I'm just a, per- just a person doing a bunch of stuff, you know. Nice. Like, really, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. I, yeah, I do a bunch of comedy shows, too, you know. And then the podcast, the podcast's probably the main thing at this point. But then like comedy's doing like try- slowly catching up to it, probably. Right. Well, you know, it seems like you know, like you alluded to, getting a regular job. You know, that's not hard to do to push through to be an entertainer in media. Talk to me a little bit about the mindset and, and just the grind, man, to make that happen, to get through the resistance of cynical, you know, mediocre minds out there. Because, you know, the cynicism is everywhere. If you try something that's extraordinary in any way, you're going to get pushback, you know. So, And I, and I commend you, man, for, for making it happen and doing your thing. So just talk a little bit about that, the whole process of the, of the resistance that you that's get. That's such a great energy, man. Like, honestly, like, I love I love the energy you came with that question on, man. To be honest, I was, like, super, like, super kind, too. Like, um... I mean, yeah, Thanks, no, uh, you'll be broke forever and then everybody won't believe you. And then all of a sudden, like your five actual friends will be like, good job. Dear God, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, and then like, uh, it's, it's definitely weird. Like there's certain points that like, I just feel like you're just like, uh, like your childhood, my childhood dreams literally just came true in front of me. It's like a couple times. It's kind of just weird. And I just feel like an, like an old person living his childhood dreams almost at this point. Like, I feel like I'm like. Like a, like a 37-year-old dude living a 16-year-old's dream. <laughs> like, yeah. basically. Like, it's kind yeah. of how it feels, you know? Yeah. So, to you, if you get that resistance or the cynicism or the haters or whatever, it doesn't even, like, 
you don't even blink really or does it bother you because it's for me it, t- it took me a while to like get past that you know first it would kind of bother me it would maybe take my confidence down but now i'm like i know it's part of the game so if i don't have one in a day or two i get kind of nervous i want them because i know if you're you know if you're out there doing your thing like you should be you're going to get haters well yeah most insults are just projections like that's how they feel about themselves like and they're insecure so they just push it off on you so i mean most insults aren't even real <laughs> you know what i mean they're just like what somebody else thinks about themselves and push off on you you know, you know like a psychological that- projection Dude, that's it's so true, man. It's so true. I mean, I, you know, this podcast here that I'm doing, I really, I really want to help people break through that because a lot of people, I think most people aren't doing what they really want to be doing because of the fear of these dumbass haters and it's on them, people. It's not you guys. You have to lean into your thing. Russell Brunson, a mentor of mine that I've kind of studied, he said, if you don't have a hater by noon every day you're not working hard enough you know so it's it's part of the process to to make that happen so you know, i i love your attitude man you're just like f it you know you're just so chill and laid back I, I i dig that whole that whole mindset dude i think that's that plays well into you know into the business that you've made happen and and you doing your thing in entertainment because it's not easy i love you dad well yeah no it takes forever like to to make it an actual job it takes forever like and like it, it takes like uh i mean i think it took like not having a backup plan and just like that's probably the only difference i think it's just like i just didn't give up and you know like a lot of people i like worked with were just like like at some point we're just like okay man i can't take not making money and like <laughs> and like and just like you know it's like, it's like yeah. a weird psychological test man you know and like uh yeah. like they're like like i can't just take like i have to eat food i have to like i have a family now you know like all these people you know it's like so so it's like you know what i mean so so you kind of i feel like i'm just like the last like kind of like like daydreamer <laughs> you know you got a dream you got to protect it yeah and like i've been and I could I could finally hire people sometimes and like and stuff like that now, but I, it didn't used to be like that. It used to just be like how many daydreamers can I get together and like come up with cool ideas, you know? And I think like uh, just the persistence of that. I mean, it probably took ten years. I mean, I mean, right? Ish. I mean, something like that. I mean, you know, like yeah. To, I'd say from like nineteen to twenty eight, and I think like I mean, there were times that I that that you. I like made money or something like that in my 20s. Not like a lot. I mean, not like, not like a job, you know, I couldn't have like provided for like a family, you know, like not real money, you know, like, but, but I think like by 28, you like get in that zone and like, I got in that zone more so. And it took forever. Like I said, it took forever and I had no backup plan, you know? Dude, that's, that's such great advice, man. I mean, I think a lot of it is people finding, you know, their real passions and the, and what they really that's want real. to do. Cause it, I mean, if you're just, if you wake up and you have to do something, whatever it is, man, whatever passion it is, whatever, you know, you can turn it into it. You, you can monetize it if you want to bad enough, especially in today's online marketing world. Imagine a gay prostitute. Woo! You can do it. So I love that, man. It's just about finding that right fire. It's obvious you're an entertainer. That That's a fire for you. It's almost like I think we're in the same mold of where we just can't definitely. stop. We can't. This no, is what definitely. we do. Yeah, and, and, and like, like I, I feel like my struggle was making it like a job, but like most people probably don't care about that. Like most people just want you, you. You seem like a guy like I would. Where like even if it didn't, even if it didn't monetize, we'd still do what we want to do and create things we want to create. Like we're just creative type people, and I think that's kind of. And, and like I think like I had to. I was just told by everybody like make sure I like I, I turned it into a job, and I think that's what I. And, and like I think think of like how stupid my dream was. That my dream was to have a job. You know I mean like at least how like even yeah. how, just how dumb that concept is really, and like how I should have just like worked harder to not have a job probably. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like my dream shouldn't have included a job, you know. I hit Pater when I got a job with a traveling carnival. Yeah. Well, I saw something today, a video somewhere where they talk about how many people 
have something great to offer the world. They have this awesome kick-ass dream that they can make happen, but everybody just gives up, you know, and they give up too soon. They don't, they don't realize it's going to be a marathon. It's going to be a long haul. You can't, I mean, so many people try it for a a month or two or whatever, maybe a year. It doesn't happen. They give up, man. I want to encourage people. I know you do too, Anthony, you know, to get people to just find something that's going to make them want to not stop. It's not easy, you know? I mean, if everybody, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it, but I just love it when people just stick stick freaking with it, man, because at the end, like right now, you stuck with it, you're entertaining people, you're inspiring people, whether you realize it or not, because you're doing your thing, that inspires a lot of people. Where, you know, I talk about it blatantly, some people don't talk about it at all, but just the fact that you're doing it, you're inspiring people. And I get it. Like you said, some people have to have regular jobs. If the boss is the SOB, tell them the S-H-O-B-E, the J-O-B. But two hours at night, instead of watching Netflix or an hour a day, just be consistent. You can work on your thing. So I hate when people talk about, oh, I got kids. I got th- I got kids. I, I've i been through the hardest I've ever been through to get the, through. But the, I have to do this. So when you put out that vibe, this is what I do. Take it or fucking leave it. I don't give a shit. Darren's penis has swollen to five times its normal size. People are going to, you know, I think give you some respect. Just diving into something that's so passionate where you just, you knock down all the crap that comes at you because you're doing something you love, you know? Yeah, that's true. And it's funny seeing like the people that used to like make fun of it be like, good job. Like that's the weirdest part. Like the weirdest part is like, I remember being young and everybody's like, oh no, that's me. That doesn't make any sense. Like you should do this or that or this or that, you know, it's like, and like seeing them come around and just be like, man, like it, it, it's it's crazy. I don't understand where I'm at really. I feel like, but everybody's telling me good job. You know, it's like, 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 like that's what it feels. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm just like doing the same thing. You know, it's, I feel like I haven't like, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I haven't really changed much. And everyone's just like, man, that was a good job. <laughs> like on that thing, you know? Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I don't know. It's weird, but it's a good feeling, you know? Yeah, definitely, man. So at what age were you when you knew this is what you wanted to do? Was there other things you wanted to do or was it always this? I mean, at what when did you know that this was your calling kind of thing? I, don't know, I think I fell into podcasting. I think I, I think I didn't even know it existed. Yeah. When I was like, it probably didn't even exist when I was a kid, you know? I like that. But, uh, and then comedy, like... Uh, I don't know. I feel like I always, I, I think I want to be a pro wrestler when I was a kid, you know, I don't even like, I don't even, I, you know, I don't even know, you know, and then like, and like somehow yeah. this just happened. Like it went from like a radio show to like a podcast and then like uh state of podcast. And like, I mean, it, it definitely was lucky. And then comedy just kind of happened because I was writing and I got fired as a writer because I was making fun of a bunch of stuff. And they had put me in all these like publications, calling me a bunch of names and stuff. And then like, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did a comedy tour without even doing any open mics or anything like that. And just jumped on and just like made fun of a bunch of stuff. And probably wasn't, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know if I'm good now, but I definitely wasn't then, you know? And like, <laughs> nice. uh, and like, I just kind of jumped on it and then like, um, got lucky with that and just really liked it. I mean, I just like, uh, I don't know. It just, yeah. seemed, it just seemed fun, you know? Right on, man. So you, your style of comedy, and I can't wait to come check you out sometime. I haven't done it yet, but your style of comedy, could you compare it to somebody that we know, or is it just, is it pure original AR? Well, I think, every, I think everybody has like influences come through no matter what they're doing. You know, I mean, I think we all have like childhood heroes and stuff, but I, I don't know. I think I just, depends on the show, man. Sometimes I just rant at people. And like, sometimes I just like, I was like arm wrestling women at one point. That's like an Andy Kaufman thing, I guess. I liked Andy Kaufman a lot, you know, like, yeah. I was like, but I mean, I was just doing a bunch of weird stuff. I just like, like every situation is different. Every room's different. So I just like talk to the crowd differently almost, you know? Man, dude. So, so you go up there with a kind of a plan or you just kind of feed off the crowd and the energy and. 
Uh, it depends, man. I used to, when I first started, I'd freak out and I'd write sets. I'd write like an entire like 30 minute sets, a hour sets, just like writing this whole thing, trying to get like joke, joke, joke. And I just never used it <laughs> like ever. And then, and then I just, and then I would just, because I would, I just, the worst thing to me was like planning on going out there and not having anything to say for that time period. But right. I found like all these stall tactics and stuff. I just found all these different, different things I could do. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. And like everyone's, everyone's different, you know, it's like, like, uh, like the last couple of shows that I'm taking a pause, like 2024, but like the last couple of shows I had were like, uh, it was like the, like the Ozarks, we had like four shows that weekend. It was like, uh, like one was like this, like, um, like veteran owned bar and like, uh, in like Osage beach. And the next one was like a cannabis festival. I did two sets there. And then the one after that was like the most popular bar on the strip there. So it's like in, within that section, you have three different people. You have a bunch of like drunk Republicans in the first one. And then you have a bunch <laughs> yeah. of, uh, they have a bunch of like stone people with no confidence at the cannabis festival. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you have like this drunk rowdy 24 year old crowd like, like you mean so it's like so you have to have like i mean i use some of the same jokes don't get me wrong but like like it's very situational and just nice. like you're, you're just talking about what's going on and like i mean obviously i rant about certain things but i mean but outside of that it's like i mean yeah it's like you have to address each crowd differently because it's, it's just you're talking to a different person each time you know yeah well i think those are the the ultimate entertainers where you, you can get up there and kind of feel the room. Like I said, some people are doing it for maybe the wrong reasons or maybe they're, I don't know, whatever, but they have everything written out and it's so, you know, so stale and you don't really feel it. But I think, you know, that your type of entertainer where you can get up there without any plans at all, you read the first couple, you know, rows, hit the crowd, the vibe, and you can just go. That's pretty cool, dude. Well, it took forever too. I mean, it took a long time to be able, you know, I mean, like, uh, like it took a lot of like uh, strikeouts for home runs, you know, like right. I'm just like, like I'm just preparing that kind of like getting that whole thing down. Like, yeah, now the last, I mean, the last couple of runs I did, I mean, I probably did 20 States this year, you know? And like, uh, nice. and, and first year I had a tour bus too. So, I mean, I, I it was awesome. Wow. Like, it was, like, took yeah. forever to get to that. I've been doing comedy probably nine years and it's the first year I had a tour bus. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm so forever. glad you said that dude, the time it took for you to do that, the failure, the, you know, failing forward is not stopping learning from what, what didn't go right. Cause when you fail at something or it doesn't go like you want it to go, man, there is so much evidence there of what you can do to get better. So when you keep going, you, you whittle it down and you get better and better. So I love that you said that, man. Those first few bombs or whatever, the show's not going great. I, I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, but like that live vibe when you get from the crowd like that, you knew this is what you were doing. You didn't let that early failure stop you. Yeah, yeah. And I don't... I, comedy like okay the weird thing about comedy is i don't even know if i've experienced failure in comedy outside of like bombing or something like that and that's situational i mean you could you, you could still bomb today if the crowd doesn't like you, you know it just depends on what's going on you know like i like like uh like so i mean you could still right. lose today, but like podcasts more so defeat and that was like uh when i first started this was a radio show out of texas so it was like um the anthony rogers show started as like a radio show out of like uh, the hill, the Texas Hill Country, and like, I got recorded in St. Louis. So I mean, I, I didn't like move or anything, but I record there. But like, we went from like afternoon show to like morning show, and then like everybody was like mad that we like swooped it real fast. We had all these like we were the only person uh, show that had like famous people on the shows and stuff like interviews. We had like the Wolf of Wall Street and like porn stars, and a bunch of and like like Sublime <laughs> and stuff. Great, I like the porn. Just a bunch of people, so everybody's like getting mad at us, and like I would just like mess with them. He's like, I like I, I always like wrestling and like Andy Kaufman and stuff. And I don't really take insults seriously. I just know everybody's just kind of like sounds like a screaming child you know 
and like uh and, and i just and i just and I, so i just like provoke them all so then like the entire station is just ma- mad at me talking about the morning show like the afternoon show the later shows they're just only talking about the show in the morning because they're so mad i just made like <laughs> like, he, like he did this he did this i can't believe he said this and like they're literally every show just became about my shows i just swooped it and just messed with them and just like they just turn them into marketers you know <laughs> nice. it's like they're like mad people into yeah. marketers you know and then like um uh, and then like got fired rehired fired i think <laughs> and then like and then, and then like it turned, and then it turned into a podcast and like but i remember that time between there i'm just like what am i doing like i i i'm built, I'm, I'm slowly getting people to listen to this i i uh i i don't now i now don't have a platform and that's when i like took it to uh to like Spotify and Apple podcasts and all and YouTube and, yeah. and all that stuff. And it was like, I mean, you got to go through those 20, those 20 listeners, the 200 listeners and then you get, then you get to like, hopefully more, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm still in the, I, I'm still in the hopefully I, hopefully I get more category, you know, and like, uh, and I think you just keep working releasing it. You know, it's like just, I mean, people are looking forward to it on Tuesdays now, it seems like. So, I mean, I got people in the waiting room, like sometimes, I mean, I mean that's a good feeling. Just people like waiting for the show. Like we yeah. started like seven minutes late because we had like an audio problem last week, and like there are people just waiting for it. I'm just like, that's crazy to even see. I'm like, I can't yeah. believe that many people are just waiting to waiting to watch a cell phone podcast. You know, that's so cool, man. Well, you built it. Consistency too is, is everything, man. Not only being able to get through negative stuff that comes at you, embrace it as part of the game, find find your fire, but consistency. I mean, has there ever been a time where you kind of you know just kind of because there was a couple years there, where, man. I kind of. I kind of gave up, you know. I kind of got so so frustrated. You're just making yourself look like a pussy. Got into the regular world, kept getting fired. Of course, you know, I kind of bounced back with a freaking vengeance. But there was a couple years there, man, where I just hit kind of a low spot. Have you ever hit kind of a weird spot, or or did you hit them a, a lot, or or or, is, or has it been a steady grind for you? Where you, say, you know, I'd say I'd say I'm in the middle of a lot of obstacles, but I think that um, I think from my like 24 to 28 was kind of like a what am I doing kind of like part of my life like so i think when i was like when i was like a kid like uh, i was like 19 i just have fun all the time and then i was just like partying all the time going to parties and i turned like 24 and i'm like what am i doing like i can't just like keep doing this it gets sad and it kind of is a 24 if that's all you're doing you know and i'm just like and, and, and it was like this is kind of sad i need to like grow up a little bit and then i just like kind of buckled down and then uh started getting started taking it more seriously rather than just talking about it at house parties you know what i mean yeah, yeah, right. Like, like I, th- I think that's all I did in my early years was just I'd like prank radio stations and like, well, nobody takes you seriously when you're like when you're like 19 to 24. Everybody's just like, whatever, idiot, you know. Like, like, like I mean, even in, and I, I feel like I even do it, even though I hated it when it happened to me, you know. Uh, but but I and I don't even mean to. I just think it's just the natural progress of like you don't know anything and like even now we're like. Like I'm like th- almost 40 and I don't know anything, you know, it's like I couldn't imagine. Like <laughs> I knew even less then, you know. It's like, but anyway, yeah, no one, no one even really cares until that point and then like i don't know then i started like taking it more seriously started like writing and building up i, I always had like an online nice. fan base though too from like myspace on i just didn't know how to monetize yeah. from it ever really i just didn't even understand it like i had like a hundred thousand people on myspace and before anybody even understood what it meant you know but right but i mean well some people did don't get me wrong but no one in missouri knew what that meant like i, I remember being like yeah. being like 21 with a hundred thousand people on myspace and no one, no one cares knows how that reaches i saw that window and i'm like you could just basically build an audience online this is crazy i saw that yeah that year 2005 right. was like wait a second you just build an audience online you don't have to like knock on record label doors and like annoy people and play and, like all these weird grill tactics you can just like spam everybody constantly on the internet you know what i mean and, like <laughs> <Right>. i think <laughs> and like it just changed i remember that in like 2005 like changed and made it really easy for like our generation i think you know oh definitely like like as soon as that hit i think it was just like it made it way easier it was it sounds like 
you know, the, the FIO mentality, the figure it out mentality where you're not sure exactly what it's going to look like, but you kind of just wander off in a certain direction. I know that's what a lot of entertainers and entrepreneurs have done. And it kind of sounds like you and I have done this because I had no idea like what I'm doing now. I, I didn't plan this. You know, I, I thought it was going to be all music at one point. And then I kind of got in that rough spot, kind of bounced back. You know, I was in a, such a weird spot, man, that I started studying other people. My dreams are music and show, but man, my purpose and things, I, I can't not do it is try to help other people who are in those spots, you know, and just you and I having a chat about it, man, hope help, can help some people out where you, if you don't have it all figured out, you have to have an Excel file of exact dates and you got to be an age and do this. Fuck that, man. Just go into a direction that you believe in, you know, and that, that you feel in your heart and you, and you love doing and you'll figure it out. Just keep going. Don't stop. Be consistent. So it sounds like you have just, you know, you've gone in a certain direction, man. You knew that this is what Anthony was supposed to be doing. This is what I do. And you figured it out. It wasn't easy. It's still, like I said, it's still a process. You still go through this stuff, but you just don't stop and you, and you keep going. So the, the FIO mentality, I mean, is that something that, that you relate to? Yeah, yeah, I just heard, I just heard that, but yeah, no, I, I, uh, that expression, but yeah, no, I do agree with it. And like a lot of times, like I just keep getting black, I, I would keep getting blacklisted from fields. So I just changed fields. <laughs> like, I mean, I was just like, 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 yeah. like, like, like I get banned as a writer where I can't like, I, I get blacklisted as a writer. So I'm like, all right, and I'm a comedian, you know, I'm like, I guess let's do comedy shows instead, you know, and like, yeah. like there's just different things would happen. So I would just change fields and I started the music too. I just wasn't talented. So I lasted longer, uh, a lot, a lot less than you did. You were in it because you're, you actually could play music and like make good songs. But yeah, no, I. Uh, but, but yeah, I didn't do. I didn't do that. I was just in music, making terrible noises, and then I. Uh, and then I. So I got out of that, and then I went to promotion a little bit, and then like went into writing, and I went into went into yeah. I don't know whatever I feel like I'm doing right now. You know? But it's all in like a, a creative umbrella, you know. What I mean, it's all writing, Typically. it's all performing, it's all you know, and and that's a that's such an awesome direction. You know, I think a lot of uh, the the weird time that I was in, you know, I waited for someone else to sign me. I waited for somebody else to give me this break. And, you know, I hit this weird spot and in my research to bounce back, I realized it's up to me, man. It's up to me to make some things happen, especially th there's no excuses in today's world of online marketing. You can build a brand, you can make some things happen. So talk a little bit about that, my friend, about just not waiting for somebody else to, to make your thing happen. I think that's a lot, like a lot of the music backgrounds. Like musicians are always like, "Man, I need a record deal." <laughs> like, you know what I mean, like the goal, the goal yeah, is to get hired right. as a musician. Like, like the whole process is like you're playing all these shows just to get hired. Like, right. like that's like that's the goal. Instead of like 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 I mean, a, a group like ICP or something like that. Like they they basically built such a brand, throw their own festivals, do all this stuff. I mean, that's just, that's an extreme example, but I mean, there's so many other examples of like being like self-made and in any fields like that. Really, all you have to do in business is make money. Like that's, right. you know, that's really, that's, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's really all, all you have to do in business, you know? Yeah. And there are a lot of local bands that I talk to. I love these guys. They're bitching about local radio, not playing them. I'm like, to me, it's like a caveman talking. You should be building your thing online, sharing your story, you know, going consistent live, sharing your songs, talk about why you wrote this, give them little verses, make it fun. But they're here, they're waiting on the point to play them. And I get it. You know, it's a big station, blah, blah, blah. But that goes back to our point, man, to stop waiting around for somebody else. I mean, yeah, you can still try for all that stuff. It's great. But have a plan to get there on your own, too, if you can't get a shortcut through somebody else. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't like, like the band thing, like what, what did it for me mostly music is music just doesn't make money right now. I mean, you I mean, unless you're unless you were established before, like 
2001 maybe <laughs> like you know or arguably i'd say 1998 more accurately but like there were some people that got out of it but i mean the the napster killed the music sales um so i mean you have to blow up and then tour and sell merchandise and work non-stop like the dream the the led zeppelin version of the dream is done i think but i think it's still there i think we could also reinvent it i'm not saying that you could reinvent it and monetize in new ways there's always it's the wild right. west still so i mean right. i'm not trying to say you can't but the traditional way is over 100 percent. yeah yeah, and, you could do a bunch of other stuff. But the traditional, the old ways are over. Yeah, and if you do get signed nowadays, now it's like, man, they're raping you. The percentages and the money they want to take and the royalties. And yeah, you get, you might get more exposure, I guess. But in the long run, it's going to be worth it. I tell people all the time, man, build your own thing. Every day that you build your own thing and you get momentum, you're more in the driver's seat. You know, to 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 have more leverage and have more of of you know weight to throw around when you are negotiating. Once you build it on your own, I mean, didn't Andy DeFranco kind of do that back in the day? She was always like, "F the labels," and I don't know. It, there, there's something to talk. There's something really cool about building your own thing and not waiting for somebody else. Well, especially in this like cancel culture climate. I mean, I think we're almost out of it. But I mean, for like years, if you just said something someone didn't like, you're just like fired. You're fired. Like, like, oh, I didn't like what you said on Twitter. You can't feed your family anymore. You know, it's just like. Like, it's just right. like it's just bizarre man so i mean like you got you, i have to work for myself because like i just can't like i mean i would just be fired from every job i mean i can't listen to these people like you know what i mean like you don't like a job quit some, yeah. like, like when i had to do these jobs like, i had like deliver pizza or something it'd be like some guys deliver pizza for 20 years give me advice i'm like i'm like dude i'm not trying to be the guy delivering pizza for 20 years you know I mean I'm, i don't want this advice you know it's this is unsolicited <laughs> right. advice i just you know I mean i'm just doing this to like to like because everybody tells me to make money and like I, I my my career's not going, you know. So it's just, <laughs> so I mean, I mean, how many delivery jobs do credit people have to do? You know, it's like and like our bartender, like wait tables, like just there's so many like side hustles that are like, yeah. okay, I work two nights a week to get like a week's pay. Like I, you know, so yeah. there's so many, there's so many like side hustles like that so where you can put the, your time into other things. Right. Well, it, I mean, just, it adds to your story, you know, when you just get through, get through all that, you have the stories of the damn jobs, but you always had, you know, a vision of what you, of where you wanted to go. So I, I, I love it, man. Yeah. It's just like anybody can do whatever they want, you know, but I mean, you have to, you have to do it though and put in the work and stuff. You can't just like talk about it and beg people to do it for you and get mad if people don't show up to shows and stuff. I mean, you got to make them want to show up to shows <laughs> like, you know, right. It's exactly. Like, it's like, it's like, if you didn't make them want to show up to shows, I mean, it's no different. And like, to me, music, man, is, is like the way it's done in this town is nuts. Like the way it's done, like the San Luis area is just nuts. Like you said, caveman, like I like mindsets. And I, I, and I don't think it applies to everybody, but I definitely think it applies to the general notion of how people are trying to blow up here. And I, and, and I think right. like they could do a lot better. I mean, and I think had record labels not really kind of become less important or maybe we got old enough and figured them out, you know, maybe they're always screwing people over, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, we, like who knows? <laughs> like, we, just, we just got wise enough to figure it out. But I yeah. mean, people are just chasing i mean and what are they i don't know it's just it, it becomes delusional at a point and it's like and it's like you got to just uh like that's the only difference between delusion and success is like the crowd really <laughs> like you know it's just like <laughs> right. that's pretty much it and yeah. like you need more people to partake in your delusion so if it's not fun for a bunch of people it's just self-aggrandizing and like you should probably make it fun for other people you know right well you know i say that with love when i call them cavemen because they have the power to move with like to me, whenever I realize, oh my God, this is up to me, I moved in a different intentional direction. I moved with a different like work ethic and a drive. This is up to me. I got excited. I can do this. When you wait around for somebody else, you don't do shit. You don't, you know I me. Mean? So a lot of those guys can turn the tables and just have a better, better way of looking at it. 
and just get after it more and share more stuff and do more stuff and being more active with it, be more involved. It's up to me. That's exciting. That's liberating. That's to me that forced an entertainer out that was supposed to come out. Whereas before, I never let him out because oh, Sony didn't sign me or you know SiriusXM didn't sign me. I can't let out my entertainer. You know, it's like that's that real. Fuck? Yeah, you know what I mean. So that that's why I say that, man. I think people can turn around because it's it's possible today. I mean, you shouldn't really even have a YouTube channel. You should you should have a, a real job. Go suck a dick, suck a dick, suck a motherfucking dick, suck a dick, suck a huge or small dick. Yeah, anybody can do anything, no matter what they want to do, man. So, I mean, it's like, I mean, everything, and like that Steve Jobs quote, like everything around us is created by other people, you know? Yeah, I remember that. Nice. That's a great quote. It really is. Part of your live shows, man, I'm always curious about this with comedians. You hear sometimes they're planted, sometimes they're not. Like the hecklers and shit. Do you get a lot of hecklers? And What's that? Have you guys had some really bad ones, or do you love them when they do that? Or I can eat them alive. I have a microphone. Yes. You know, they, 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 they Come case. on, baby. I love that reply. Talk talk about it a little bit. Just the damn hecklers. And they don't really stand a chance. You know, it's like uh, I, I mean, they say like it, just not having a microphone. I mean, I feel like they don't stand a chance. I don't even have to be that clever. It's not even it's not even that hard to do. Really, it's just like <laughs> right. they can't. You, you you know what I mean? You just like they just like try. They're like just drunk trying to yell at you, and then like they don't even have a microphone or anything, and, they, and like everyone's just gonna nervous laugh no matter what you say. I mean, you could you literally have every advantage in the entire world. They're handing you it. I mean, if someone like says something dumb in the crowd, they're like handing you a home run. I love my job, but I hate talking to people like you. Basically, like, I'm like, all right, here's content real fast. I don't have to, I don't have to, here's, here's like five minutes. I don't have to write a joke. I can just make fun of this person. You know what I mean? Right. That's awesome. So, I mean, are there people that, that plan them? The hecklers? I've always what wanted to mean? ask like a, like just someone who's sitting in a certain spot that's, that was planned and they say something crazy that the comedian knows is coming and then it allows him to go into a certain, certain bit. I mean, that's a good yeah. idea. I mean, I'm sure like, I think Andy Kaufman did that and some other people probably do that. Like, I, yeah, no, that's a good idea. I've never personally done that. But can that's I, good, that's a good can I be, can I be your first plant in the, in the, in the front <laughs> row? I'll do something crazy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be funny. I don't care. Like if it works out. Yeah. But yeah, so I should let everybody know we're talking to Anthony Rogers here, comedian, entertainer. We are going to figure out some really, um, I have some hidden camera ideas, some wackier video stuff we're going to do. We'll do some live stuff later. But I really wanted to sit down with you, man, one-on-one -on -one and just chat about all this. So so thank you again. So tell me about, I know you're doing your thing. You've made some things happen. You're, you're, doing, you're doing awesome stuff. What's your ultimate like goal? I mean, is there still a giant goal you're shooting for? Have you kind of already doing it? You just want to you know, increase the numbers or whatever? Or, or is there something else that you're, that you're striving for? Man, I don't know. I don't really know. I just want I just want my mom to heal so I can go to sleep in my house. <laughs> That's like the main thing I'm working on. But I mean, yeah, yeah everything else dude. is pretty easy. You know, I'll go back to touring and stuff. I think you know, I just want to go back to comedy. Yeah. It's just fun, man. I'm just like, uh, yeah, just kind of wrapping up, helping my mom get her going before a bunch of like occupational therapy and stuff. And it's just, I want to well, get. I'll go back right. to my house and sleep at this point. <laughs> right on, man. What well, nice. Well, I want I want to commend you, man, for helping out your mom. I know you and I've. Um, tried to make contact in person you're about an hour away and so we, we tried and i was going to but man you being out there for x amount of time helping her i, I think it's awesome dude seriously i commend you on that man oh thanks man yeah no it's just what you're supposed to do you know it's like not not something to command it's just like it looks crazy because i guess people don't do it but <laughs> like it's just what you're supposed to do with life you know yeah, yeah. family first for sure man so what are i know we've kind of talked about some advice here but what but what would your advice be to people that want to get into entertainment or media or comedy, the the crazy road that it is. Of course, everything's a crazy road, but entertainment seems like has a couple additional paths you got to conquer. So what would I, your advice be? 
I think like people like this should, this could go to everybody like rather than entertainers. I, th I think that basically just like people should just find what they're supposed to do. Like I think that's important because like I think the entire planet's like a collab, and we have plenty of famous people. <laughs> we need we need you know what I mean. We need like some uh, some cures for cancer, some uh, people people fixing this economy. I think we need like uh, people people calming the global stage down a little bit, and like there's all this like fevered egos and rumors of war you know i, th I think we need to like yeah. we need a lot of people in a lot of areas <laughs> and i think that people should just earth the collab man i mean like if you if entertainment's your thing chase it obviously but i'm saying if it's not like yeah. find some that is and like just like find what you're supposed to do and i mean just because you saw someone on tv do it doesn't mean it's for you it just means you saw someone on tv do it you know you're supposed to find what you want to do and just be i mean be yourself you know don't don't be anybody else just you know yeah yeah definitely i think that's, I think that's important you know i think if you want to be a dentist be be the best dentist ever you know or if you want to be the oh, worst be dentist, be the worst dentist. You know, if, if your goal is to be the worst, do it. You know, <laughs> I would say, just, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, just find your path. And like, if you don't have one, I mean, that's your path too. You're pathless, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, I mean, just talk about not having a path. That could be a, a brand or whatever. If you're not sure what your path is. I mean, a lot, a lot of people, I remember this quote from a guy I was following. If you're not, you know, if you don't know where you want to be, if you're not sure what you want to do, take you know, start taking an audience on your ride to try to get there. You know, people love an underdog. I don't know. I mean, that's a good point too. No. Yeah. And there's so many different paths you do, man. There's no, I mean, within values and stuff, there's no wrong right. way to do something, you know, like you just do whatever you want, you know, it's like, as long as you're not hurting people and like yourself, you know, I think a lot of it too is just, just starting, starting somewhere and going for it and just, and just learning as you go. And yeah, you know, well, we got, you got to be willing to be bad at something. I think that's, yeah, I think that's a right. lot of people's problem is like yep. they're, they're so insecure. They can't be bad at something. And it's hard. It's hard to like start something new and be bad at it, you know? And like, uh, and I, and I, I get that, you know, it's uh, I think that's very important. And I mean, it's definitely easy to keep going back to a podcast and like want to try other things, you know, I'll see. It's funny. Cause like the, like, like the podcast will be so far ahead of everything else I'm doing. And then I'll start another project. I'll make like a movie or something like that. And it just looks like a student film. You know, I'm like, man, I'm really yeah. bad. I, I need to get better at filmmaking. I like, I can just like tell where my, like, like, uh, where my like weak <laughs> points are, you know? And like, uh, and I think that's just important to where like, you should just be like self-aware and like know what you're good at, know what you're bad at. And just like, it. uh, and just keep evolving and you know? keep trying what you want, you know, to figure yep. it out, you know, I think it's just, that's what, I don't know. I love it, man. That's great advice, dude. I have a couple uh, weird questions here for you. Then we'll wrap it up here. You know, I travel as a musician. I still have plans for my music, but you know, but back in the day, I definitely traveled and toured and stuff. And the part, the after parties. Is there such a thing as the in the comic world? Do you guys party hard? A lot of groupies, or is it is it back to the uh, have a little uh, protein shake and, and go back to the hotel or and go to sleep or, or what's the vibe there? Uh, it depends on the show. Um, yeah. I'm like I'm like old and married now. It depends on the situation. Sometimes people want to party yeah. all night. Some sometimes pretty much like I do a show and I just leave that night, go to the next place because like you just you had to be like I'd be in Nebraska and I have to be in like like Seattle like a week later. So or, you know, I mean I have to get across the United States in that time frame, yeah. you know, and like uh, and a bus that drives slow, you know, and like diesel <laughs> fuel. And, I mean, yeah, you got sometimes you hang with people, sometimes you leave. I mean, it just depends. And like depends, I, yeah, yeah. It, a lot of times I just bring my bus. So I just sleep in. The, I just sleep outside the venue. <laughs> like, there you and, go. And then just like move on to the next place, you know. Yeah. And sometimes it is the after party spot, the bus alone, you know, just because you like the the, uh, the venue's closing and you have a giant bus outside. So sometimes a lot of people just hang out there too, you know. Oh, right on, man. And no disrespect to your wife. I didn't know you were married, really. Why, you ill-mannered sack of crap. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been married uh, a couple years now. Okay, congrats. Right on, man. Well, thanks, man. And I got to ask about the beard. How long, Man, that, that is a beast right there. How long has it taken to do that? And did, oh, man. did your wife dig it? She does, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, 
maybe like six, seven years, something like that. I haven't shaved or cut my hair in about that time. Right on, man. Yeah, my hair is, I haven't cut my hair or shaved in that, probably that long, yeah, that long term. Everybody like thinks it's impressive, really just did nothing. Like, I, just didn't do anything. I just literally just didn't get a haircut or do anything in a long time, you know? <laughs> That's so awesome. Oh, man, I love it, dude. Do Anthony Rogers, entertainer, comic, influencer, all kinds of cool shit, man. Thank you so much, my friend. Now, tell us where people can find you. Is there, is there you know, I know YouTube. Just give people a little uh, spiel on where they can find you, the best place, places. Uh, don't. Don't. Uh, if, you, if, <laughs> don't, you don't. if you currently follow me, unfollow me, and uh, don't Google my <laughs> name. Uh, don't look up my comedy shows. Don't listen to my show. We've got too many I people love it, already. dude. Oh, I love it, bro. But Anthony, man, thanks again, brother. We'll we'll do something again soon here. Cool, thanks. Yeah, no, thank you. Appreciate it.